Hey everybody, this is your boy OG Bernie. This is the Let Burn Rent Podcast, and I'm here to talk my shit. So um, let's get straight to it right now. It won't be no introductions. You heard the song, the intro in the beginning. Some might hear it on the Anchor FM network. Others won't hear it on mainstream podcasts like iTunes or Google Play. And it's fine, but you will hear me talking my shit. So let's get started right now. This episode right now is strictly... I'm just going to go on a tyrant rant right now about the whole Draymond Green, Charles Barkley situation. And um, I'll put it like this. Because I I'm, I kept hearing it again and again from Charles Barkley's side. At first saying that he hoped that somebody could punch him. Then he reverted saying that he hoped he could punch him. So whatever made him even say that, you know, we should maybe... <laughs> dig deep and find out why he was saying this to begin with. It's clear that Charles Buckley don't like him at all. I don't know was there any issues prior to this or like I said, anything that would have, like I said, triggered Charles Buckley of all people to say, I want to beat him up. And Charles Buckley has, since he left basketball right now and became a commentator, he's been on, he's been on just like a, on a shitload of just trash talking a lot of people. Most notable, LeBron James, you know, calling him a, you know, a coward or he's soft. He played in his generation. He wouldn't match well. There's a whole lot of shit Charles Barkley comes out of his mouth saying right now. And you know what? Maybe, and Charles Barkley could be right. The era before him, I mean, well, before LeBron and Draymond, you know, Charles Barkley era, that was a tough era right now. No reason, you know. And the only person who was able to sustain so much success during that era was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would definitely have fit well in this era anyway because, you know, you think about it, the points that he was able to score in that era, if that era was all hard and all defensive-minded, what, what makes you think you know, Michael Jordan wouldn't be successful in this era? So is LeBron James. I think LeBron James would have did well in that era. His style, his his style is similar to Magic Johnson. So I know for a fact he probably he would most likely would have did well into you know any era himself. And Draymond Green, I think personally, Draymond Green would have also. You, you always need a guy who you know who shows you know who shows brass, who shows some arrogance. And you know who shows a lot of attitude and a lot of heart. And this man Draymond Green shows everything right now. He is the he is the he is the engine that runs this team. You know, whether you believe it or not. Nobody talks about him like they talk about Steph Curry and you know Clay Thompson, or they talk about KD or Steve Kerr as the head coach operating this. Draymond Green needs to be talked about also because, like I said, he's no scrub. He's a what, three-time All-Star already. And he definitely deserves a lot of respect because, you know, he, 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 like I said, he is the key to this team getting far. Or he could be the reason why they don't get far. Charles Barkley, whatever, whatever the, the beef between these two right now, that shit needs to stop real quick right now. This is not needed at this point. It don't make no sense that, you know, a Hall of Famer it's taking his time right now, going back and forth with with, with, some, with someone like Draymond Green. I don't know what Draymond Green said to him that pissed him off. 
But I, I, I cold hardly understand why Draymond Green felt the way he felt right now when he, when he answered back to the reporters about Charles Barkley, you know, his, his, you know, his attitude. And I think if anybody was in that situation, we all would just say, listen, unless you're going to do something, do it. Charles Barkley is not in no position to be talking the shit he's talking right now. In fact, Charles Barkley wasn't even doing that back in his days right now when he was fighting with everybody like Shaq and Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason. That, man, them whole Nick squad, he wasn't talking that shit. He wasn't talking that shit to the Bulls squad also. Yeah, it's ridiculous on Charles Barkley to even bro, say names like that. Like he, like, he must be thinking that he's still in the early 90s right now, late 80s, and he's just pulverizing people. No, Barkley, no, man. You're not, you're not even, nah, man, fuck out of here. You're not even, you're not even, man, you, you're retired. You gotta, you gotta let media shows be media shows. You can't be Charles Barkley and media shows at the same time. That shit don't work no more. You're, you're, you're in your 50s going about to be 60 and not that long. You, your, your career is over. Why in the flying fuck are you even indulging in shit right now? It was kind of cute when you was talking that shit to LeBron James, but it came to a point where you was doing way too much against LeBron. And LeBron ain't scared of you. The fact that you're going to talk this shit of all people Draymond Green, and Draymond Green ain't got no shield. He, he leads the league in technical fouls for a reason. He, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He ain't scared to fight. You're picking, you can't be picking and choosing who you want to talk your shit to. And the fact that you want to fight people right now, that's that's on a new level right now. Fuck the bullying shit. You just you just you just want to fight people, and you know hopefully it don't happen. But trust me, I, I'm pretty sure if they link up, I don't know. All all bets are off at this point. And I wouldn't be surprised if you know Draymond, you know, put a KO punch on you over this shit. It's ridiculous that you know it had a. It's ridiculous that you know we look at we look at we look at you know because I look at Charles Barkley as like a, like I said he's a great man he's a he's a pride man he's a prideful man and he's done everything you know that the NBA could ever expect from him other than winning a championship he's given he's given his all to this you know to. The Phoenix Suns and 76ers during his, you know, his great career. One of the most physical, powerful ever. I don't think he's top. I don't think he's top. I don't think he's a. Well, you know, what, maybe he's. You know, he's definitely top five quick power forwards in the upper 80s. I don't think. I think when it's all said and done, I don't think he'll be top best top 10 power forwards ever. I think as more power forwards, you know. Excel and the way how everything has been expanded, I don't think that'll be the case. We're, we're, we're going. I, uh, I'm fucking up. Um, let me get back to this. I don't think Charles Barkley is gonna apologize, but I think he. Oh, he. You know what? Maybe you know it'd be it'd be best for him to do that. I don't see any real logic of him just not doing it. I think. It'll be wise on Charles Barkley's decision to apologize. Especially, you, you kind of caused this whole mess right now. And it's not needed right now. It's not. This is not what nobody needs, especially in, not in the NBA. 
Not when you don't need somebody, not a Hall of Famer trying to go at it with somebody. He's not even playing no more. He still, he still want to go at it with people. He still want to fight people. So Charles just cut the shit, man. You know damn well you can't. You you way you at that at you at that age right now. You can't be fine nobody. Draymond Green, I can't be mad. I can't be mad at Draymond Green. Anybody in that situation would have said would have said the same thing he would. But I hope Draymond Green realized that. Any type of fights or anything you do, NBA is gonna look at it like, yo, what you going on? Inside the court or outside the court? And it will be an investigation automatically. So maybe if I'm Draymond Green right now, save that energy for the next game when you go to New Orleans because right now the, this Golden State Warriors team they need you right now more than ever because it's just gonna get harder and harder right now. And these next two games right now against the Pelicans ain't gonna be easy. They're going to need you at full strength right now and focus to get to get the sweep. That way, that's way, that way, everything is all said and done. All you got to worry about is just face the Rockets. Who I'm, I'm going to say the Rockets automatically. We'll talk about them in the next segment, but the Rockets. And um, there you go. That's about it. You can't focus. You can't focus on Charles Barkley at this point right now. Charles Barkley, I do hope you do apologize. And if, if not, I'm not surprised because I, I never seen you as a person that apologized to anybody. I don't think you apologized to Shaq for that fight back in them days. You definitely ain't apologized to anybody from the Knicks when they was going to kick your ass. You're just not somebody who I see apologizing. And you know what? It's whatever. Um, this next segment, um, segment, sorry. Um... It's really kind of out of my comfort zone, so I'm going to try to really, I guess, dive into this because I don't really talk about world current events or even America current events unless it's something that's just, that's trending and shit. That's almost everything I've been talking about this whole, in my whole podcast since the jump. But I'll, I'll get, let me go outside the box a little bit. And, you know, let's see what I, I, I was looking up today about the whole America since 1990. Like the whole integration and segregation. Cities like, you know, Atlanta and Houston, you know, that was all predominantly, you know, Houston was predominantly white. Atlanta, predominantly black. So far since 1990, there's been an increase in integration within whites, Asian Americans, and black people also. More diversity. You know, between the racial lines, you know, it's been, since 1990, it's been an increase about 200%. So, the, you know, like I said, there's been a lot of diversity right now within these cities right now. And, you know, because there's different laws right now, and they, I know they're still doing their best to diminish, you know, destroy the whole Jim Crow law that, you know, segregated, segregated pretty much everybody. America is taking steps right now with the laws they got right now that enhance you know and increase the diversity by any means necessary you know my thing is you know and wish i wish i wish I I, I I i i was looking at the shots and you know i'm impressed you know there's still a lot more that can be done but you know i think certain people you know certain people tend to stay around their own people certain black people stay around their own black people and fight and for everybody else is why we have it's like in New York you know 
So you go to Manhattan. Manhattan is just Manhattan is, Manhattan is just diverse in general. But what you don't realize is that, like I said, there's different parts of Manhattan. That's different sections of small communities. No. Now, when I'm looking at when I, when I look at the charts of where America is right now, they don't take to the fact to the small couple of streets. They don't take it. They're just looking at it from one big hole. And if you're looking at it just one big hole, then, you know, that's something we're worth talking about. If you're not talking about the smallest, the streets within like um, a one, two mile radius, then it's not much worth talking about. It's like shine. It's like in Manhattan right now, like I said, diverse. The, the example I'm trying to make is let's talk about Chinatown. Within a two-mile radius, Chinatown is everybody. Pretty much everybody living in Chinatown is 98% Chinese. Go to Little Italy. Pretty much everybody living there is Italian. So, what do they mean by you know diversity? That's what I'm pretty much what I'm. Well, that's pretty much what I'm trying to hammer at. You know, I'm not saying that it's not been diverse. I, you know, I live on Staten Island. And I can honestly say it's been diverse. So it's been maybe this is I never seen this much diversity. And it's not it's not because the diversity I'm I'm lying with is in the South Shore. The North Shore has always been diverse. It's just been it's just been stronger with blacks and Latinos. Now it's just, you know, Arabics, you know, Chinese, Asians, Asians in general, and white people, you know. But the North Shore is just like I said. That was like I said. North Shore was all predominantly, you know, for the last ten years, you know, Spanish and Black people. Now that you know, it's, it's now more, you know, you know, cultural right now, especially with so much different, you know, places to go to, and you know, the rent's not that bad, you know. If you got a good ass paying job, it shouldn't be that bad for you up here. And the economical boom right now. With the malls all being set up up here right now, that's gonna create jobs and everything like that. And the South Shore right now, South Shore up to that point was all like I said, was white people. You know, I remember that. I remember I went to go see my cousin, like you know, he was down there with his mom and, and his puppy. You know, and he was just a, he was the only black person <laughs> of that whole block. He was the only black person up that whole block, and. It tended was like it was it was friction because like I said, people wasn't people wasn't used to seeing black people living down on the south shore of Staten Island, not at all. You know, and I, you know I don't want to say some of them were just strictly racist, but you could tell some of them just didn't want him there for my auntie there. So you know to see the change right now, it, I'm 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 happy for it. I'm happy that change has come, but. There's more that can be done, and hopefully, you know, this government can still push those ideas and, you know, help make pave the way to, you know, integrate instead of segregate. And um, that's, that's about it, truly. But um, where I was going with this whole Chinatown, Little Italy, is there's going, there's going to be about, you know, there's going to be that small little community that as much as you want to, you know, integrate, it's not going to happen. Chinatown is going to still be Chinatown. Little Italy is going to still be Little Italy. 
what other um, Chicago, you know, depending on what type of what, what side of Chicago, it's gonna still be Chicago. Um, Detroit, it's gonna still be Detroit, you know. Flint is gonna definitely still be Flint. There's certain areas that you can try your best to integrate, but it just it won't work only because it just the it's just where it's just the it's just where you're at. It's pretty much the pretty much the area. There's sometimes you're not sometimes that won't be the case to just change around. So I I think that's as that's I'll I'll leave it as that right now. I think I said as much as I'm able to say right now and I don't really got the I'm not I don't really got the answers to all of it. So it, you know, it's just you know, it'll be it's good to see, you know, diversity in America. Well we still there's still a lot more that needs to be done. And um that's about it. Okay. Um, this segment right now, like I said, I'm still going off my... I'm going outside the box a little bit. I'm going to talk about a little bit of, you know, deeper shit right now. And um, it wasn't... It wasn't... About two weeks ago, I was trying to order a 4 for 4 from Wendy's. Shout out to Wendy's. You know, I need to cut down on the meat and shit and, you know, get my workout on, you know, eat some more fruits and shit. I was trying to cop me a salad. They told me that there's no romaine lettuce. That no romaine lettuce would be, you know, will be added on for the time being. But I didn't think anything of it. I just said, all right, fine. Give me some regular lettuce and, you know, cabbage, whatever the shit tastes like. And that's about it. I, moved, I went on with my day. Um, as of a couple hours ago right now, while I was still scrolling down the website, I was looking at shit right now. And I think this was from USA Network or... Today, today, US, US Today, sorry, today, today, yeah, I'm fucking up, US Today, on their website, that it was about 23 states right now, and right now, 23 so far, has outlawed romaine lettuce, E. coli outbreak, so, there was an E. coli outbreak in 23 out of the states in America right now, and 121 cases, and one of them found, one of them died because of it, so, now I'm not like I said. I think the breakdown E. coli, you know, that will require a dictionary, and I'm not gonna just go scrolling through a dictionary to tell people what's E. coli. E. coli is not good. It's dirty. It's pretty much. It's pretty much. It's a deadly disease, mostly found in meat. So this is the first time I'm ever hearing it. Oh, I'm just, I was never aware of it before. Because every time I heard of E. coli outbreak, I always said, cow, meat, somebody's going to die, somebody's going to die. Brace yourself for all types of shit. That's what I took from E. coli. I never thought E. coli would be a part of lettuce. Which means that wherever, wherever they got it from was contaminated to a point where, you know, that mo- nobody gave a fuck about even paying attention to the shit. But the fact that now it's taken it's took in 23 states right now to outlaw this. This is this is this is just this is strictly bad right now. And what happens to the romaine lettuce that's already been bought already that contains the E. coli? Nobody, you know, nobody's got not going. Nobody's not going to know until they fall ill to it and just let them to the hospital fighting for their life. So far, 23. And I'm pretty sure more and more states will, you know, pick up on this right now and ban it for how long. I don't know, but 
billions of dollars is already gonna be lost in the Lettuce community right now off this shit. It's not good for any, any it's not good for no business right now. Especially if you specialize in romaine lettuce. It's, it's like I said, hopefully they get that out the way. And you know, hopefully 121, you know, incidents can only just stay 121. And the hopefully the depth toll just stays at one. It probably should never even happen, but it, you know. Is that's I won't go, I'm not gonna I guess I'm not gonna deep too far into this. I'm just telling you what I saw and I just gave you my opinion and that's it. Here we go. Here we go, here we go. We knew this was gonna happen. China has refused to buy any type of if I'm not mistaken, oil bean, soybean, sorry, soybean, I'm sorry, soybeans, they refuse to buy any type of soybean from the U.S. amidst the whole trade war. And trade war is just as worse as just a regular war. Because with a trade war right now, you're trading product, you're trading food, you're trading supplies, and, you know, everything's trading. And well, you know, if you don't start trading, it's not going to look good. So right now, for the fact that, you know, China don't want no type of soybean from America right now, China's laying down a gauntlet right now. They figured, all right, you know what? We're going to get our soybeans from, you know, places like, you know, let's say Canada, if they, have a, if they got that, which I'm pretty sure they do, or Brazil, or, you know, maybe China, maybe Japan. They just go ask Japan, you know, they have to go all the way there for, save a couple of dollars, and they just go ask Japan. That's pretty much what that's pretty much what it is right now. Ever since this whole trade war has started, right now, China's not with the shits right now. China's not playing no more fucking games right now. And if I'm Ameri- if I'm if I'm if I'm that whole if I'm that Trump agency right now, you gotta fix this shit ASAP right now. You probably got you you probably got better shit to do. Well, you don't got uh, actually no, you don't got other better shit to do right now. You just. You're just gloating right now, talking about shit that you really haven't done. But if I'm the, if I'm Trump right now, if I'm this, you know, this government right now, you gotta fix, you got you got you gotta fix the situation with China real quick right now because eventually, right now, if China can do that right now, a lot of other countries could do that also, and that looks bad on your part because right now you're not able to trade with countries you know you've been trading with for decades. Real shit. So, whatever's going on between the U.S. and China, get this shit fixed and get this fixed quickly. This is gonna trigger. This is gonna trigger, you know, a domino effect, and you know, Russia might finally say, okay, you know what? We're not trading with you. We're not trading with U.S. Also, we're just gonna trade with other countries that will deal with us. And you know, that's the last thing U.S. need. U.S. don't. U.S. don't need a superpower country not trading with them. You know. Talks will always be talks and politics will be politics. But the moment that, you know, products, food, drinks, toys, any type of supply, anything gets right now prohibited and not allowed, that, that everything it sets off a string of bad things that, you know, nobody needs right now. So, U.S., China, and any other country that, you know, that also puts a blockage on other countries. Fix your shit right now. 
let's make this world a better place right now by trading our products right now. Now, if you really just don't go fuck, and China looks like they don't go fuck at this point, then you know, I, what, what can you do? China is not the only superpower country in this world. There's other superpower countries you can make trades to. Oh, unless Trump already, you know, burned bridges with Russia already, then, you know, I was, I would hopefully hope that, you know, there's more, you know, there's, 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 some, some, there's some type of open communication. And I think both countries will have to sit back and find a way to, you know, fix this, you know, situation that has taken upon itself right now because it's not gonna look good for nobody at this point. And I don't think nobody needs this to be like a like a cold like a, like a cold war because this is what it feels like. It feels like a cold war on some sorts. Okay, well, thank you for listening to the podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, music wise, also OG Bernie. And um, yeah, have a great day. And until the next episode, burn.